Welcome to the Refuge Podcast. This podcast was launched from the idea to encourage college students on their walk to class, drive to work, or maybe just the mundane task of folding laundry in the basement of your dorm. Our passion and purpose is to equip and encourage you right where you are to be a disciple that makes disciples on your campus. We're invested in college students, whether you're 18 to 25, taking a gap year, maybe a fifth year senior, or attending school virtually, this is for you. Or hey, maybe you're just tuning in because you want to be a disciple that makes disciples, and we're quite okay with that too. Thanks for spending the next 15 minutes with us. Enjoy the conversation. Well, we are very honored and privileged today to have a guest with us. His name is Walker Burgess, and he's a friend of mine. We were just talking before we started this because we already can't remember how we met each other. Uh, But you have connections from Western Carolina, some guys there, and then we go to the same church here in Hendersonville. So, Walker, why don't you introduce yourself to the podcast world? All right. Um, My name is Walker Burgess, as Adam said, and yeah, we... I met Adam through some guys that I'm good friends with up at Western, and they went on one of his retreats, and they invited me to their Bible studies on Tuesday nights over Zoom, and uh, I met Adam through there first, and then we realized that we went to the same church. Yes. That's what it was, is you came on the Zoom, and you were like, my name's Walker, and I was like, man, why do you look so familiar? And you were like, we go to the same church. It's like, oh yeah. yeah okay. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah. So connected in many ways, but, uh, you live here in Etowah. Yes. Um, and you born and raised here. You've been here your whole life. Yeah. I've been here my whole life. Um, I just recently graduated from Blue Ridge community college. Um, I got a degree in landscape design. Um, and I'm currently working for a construction, uh, worker in Brevard and I'm doing some landscape for him and nice. doing some construction, building some houses. Very nice. And we're looking forward to having Walker. He's already, I've already verbally committed him to the retreat coming up in September. So he's going to be there. It'll be my first retreat. So I'm kind of looking right. forward to yes. it. Uh, we love meeting uh, and engaging with college students here locally. Uh, we've been doing some events and kind of putting out some feelers, trying to meet some college students. So we're excited to, uh, to meet Walker, but we have Walker on, uh, the podcast today because we want to talk about uh, a recent trip that you just took. So t- just tell everybody just the overview uh, where you just came back from, what you were doing there. So basically, um, I left towards the end of May, beginning of June. We went to Costa Rica. We actually went to San Jose, Costa Rica, and um, we were basically going there to. This was my first mission trip, so it was a real just. It, it was just a good opportunity for me, and I, it was with the Bridge Church of Cullowhee, so I was able to go with them, and we went down there to install water filters to give them clean water, but we were also there to be able to share the love of Jesus with the village and the people there. Yeah, that's awesome. How many people were on your trip with you? Um, I'm pretty sure we had was 11 it very many, right? okay. students, and I think, and we had 10 students, but oh, we nice. had two leaders that went with us. Nice. Nice. Uh, so we've had, we have several college students this summer that we know about that are doing 
some mission trips here and there, but uh, there are a large handful that maybe like yourself in your early 20s that have maybe never taken the step or maybe never committed to going on a mission trip. And so uh, we wanted to, to ask some questions for you, but we wanted to hear some things that, that God did on your trip and, and what he taught you, but then also maybe towards the end, we could offer some encouragement or just like, hey, what if you were in someone's situation, someone's shoes out there that hasn't gone on a trip? What would you say to them? Uh, but first, tell us, uh, maybe give us some highlights from the trip. What are some things that you learned, some things that God did while you were there? How long were you there? How long of a trip was this? I was there for a week. A week, okay. Yeah. So maybe tell us some of the a fun story. <laughs> we, we already had dinner and we talked about a good bit of this. So uh, maybe not everything, but tell us uh, some stuff that happened and then some some God things that happened as well. Okay, so... We we were able to just go into the villages and share a lot, um, but one of the fun stories that I'll talk about first before I get into all the Jesus stuff. That's right. Um, we on our uh, on Thursday, the day before we were going to leave, we did a fun day, and so we all decided that we wanted to drive down to the coast and go to the beach. And so on the way to the beach, we went to this crocodile bridge, and we were able to see some <laughs> crocodiles and. You know, a lot of people told me, like, do not eat the food over there unless they tell you you can eat the food. And me being the person I am, I ate uh, pork chops off the side of this <laughs> crocodile bridge that is supposed to be fed to the crocodiles. And I decided to take some... Some free samples. Some free samples. <laughs> actually ate a couple pork legs. So definitely did not sit well. But um, Meanwhile, the alligator or whatever is down there, like, eyeing you, like, hey, that's mine. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's mine. Don't, don't, don't take my food. But... Ended up getting to, getting there, get, got to see some crocodiles that were huge. But um, we made it down the coast, got to swim in the ocean, got to climb on some rocks. It was a lot of fun. Really nice. enjoyed it. Um, but really getting into the depth of just going over there, like just getting to see like just like the way like the, the filter and just giving these people clean water, how much it like just like brightened their like it just put a smile on their face, yeah. but also just us being there, like us coming from United States to do this for them was just the biggest, biggest opportunity and just biggest and most mind blowing thing to them yeah. for us just coming there. And like after seeing us install the filters and being able to share with them, just the love of Jesus, it just, it, it, it if it didn't brighten your, brighten your day, yeah. I don't know what would. What did but, that process look like as far as doing the filters? Like explain what that, because I'm imagining like a Brita. So, so <laughs> fill me in, fill us all in, I guess, on what that looked like. So the organization that we went with is Filter of Hope. Okay. And so we went with them. Our sponsor and, today, Filter of Hope. <laughs> Look it up, filterofhope.com. So we would go and we would have, we would carry about five to six packages with us when we would go into the villages and go to these different houses. And normally the family that was in the house Normally, they are having to boil their water or they're having to – recently, they've been putting chlorine in their water, which has been making them sick. Um, yeah. But they think that that's a way of cleaning right. their water. So we've been – we brought these filters in that Filter of Hope provided for us, and they would – the the homes would already have like a bucket and – like a bucket, like a five-gallon bucket yeah. of some sort. And – we would have them we we would install this filter and it's basically just a tube that goes in the bottom of this tub of this bucket and just has the filter through it 
and just it filters through the water and puts out clean water for them to drink. Huh. And, you know, like we would get them to fill up their water with their dirty water and, you know, we would filter it out and like they would be nervous to drink yeah, this water, right. like even after drinking it, just because they know they would get huh. sick from it. And so we would have to take sips of the water just to show them that it was clean wow. and that it tastes good. And, you know, like watching us, watching their face as we drank it right. was like, what are they doing? Yeah, They're like yeah, yeah. drinking this dirty water, but huh. then we showed it to them and then they felt more comfortable being able That's to drink cool. it after that. That's cool. What were um, interactions with people like there? I mean, obviously there's a language barrier, but like how did, did, did was there people that you connected with or there, did you have any interactions with kids? Like what was that like as far as interacting with the people specifically? So specifically we were, our main area that we were stationed at was in this church there. And the pastor's name is Pastor Cesar. And basically his home, he made his home into the church for this community, which okay. was incredible because yeah. we went there and we got to go to church there on Sunday and got to hear worship. And one of the most incredible things that we got to witness there with all of these people was we sang worship there and we would sing it in our language while they were singing in yeah, their language. Yeah, and cool. it was incredible. And, there's a video of it and I hope to be able to share it, uh, at some point, but it's, it's, it was just absolutely amazing. And even the pastor told the translators, they were like, that's one of the most beautiful moments I think we've ever witnessed in this church, just because just, we were all just worshiping together and it didn't matter the language barrier or anything, but really some of the bigger relationships we made with some people was each home that we went in, there was children running around everywhere. And like, you know, we were able to just play with the children and, just kind of interact with them and like, you know, like obviously they didn't understand us, but like it was just fun. Just, I remember playing kickball with some kids out in the street and just throwing ball with a couple kids. And it was just a lot of fun and enjoyable. That's cool. Uh, Tell us about like maybe what God taught you while you were there, you know, or maybe give us a glimpse of your expectations leading up to it. Like what were your expectations before? Maybe you didn't have any, but what were your expectations prior to the trip? And then what did God teach you while you were there? So obviously coming in, I was actually very nervous because, you know, like I've never really shared the gospel before. And like, you know, I, I don't know if I'm strong enough in my, I, I always told myself, I don't know if I'm strong enough in my faith to be able to share the gospel, but you know, like filter of hope, they gave a very easy like way of being able to share with how, you know, I, you would go into the house and, you know, it'd be nerve wracking, but honestly, like for me, like in that perspective, like they don't understand anything I'm saying right. unless the translator's saying it. So <laughs> right. I shouldn't have been so nervous, but, you know, having the description of showing them that like, you know, we're dirty, this water is dirty and yeah. that's us. Like we're, we have a lot of sin and we're dirty and, you know, this filter is Jesus. And it was just an easy cool. description of how, you know, this filter is Jesus and he's, making us new again with this clean water. And it was just a very easy way of just being able to share the gospel, you know, like having that situation and having that opportunity was just amazing. And it was just an easier way for me to do it. And normally like, you know, I, I'd go into a situation and it'd just be like incredibly hard to share the gospel, like having to know like verses and stuff, but this was just very laid out, very simple and just, it was just, you know, you had back up there, like there would be pastors there with you sure. that could help you through it. Um, but it was just incredible. Yeah, that's just, what I love about, you know, short-term mission trips. So like you didn't get, you weren't there for three months, or whatever, you were there for a week. Uh, but what I love about those opportunities is how it it almost reveals to you how simple it should be to share the gospel. 
And in those moments, yeah, it, it for sure helps having a translator because if you say something yes. kind of off the rails, they could just look at you and be like, what'd you say? <laughs> and then it's almost like a double filter for you, but uh, which I've needed before in my sharing in different countries. But um, I love the reminder of like sharing the gospel simply because uh, – you know, for us, we talk a lot about making disciples and how that's what we, on our retreats, all we talk about is how you can go back to your college campus and make disciples. And a lot of that is just being able to simply share the gospel in any moment. And I think, you know, doing short-term mission trip like what you did helps helps you see, one, how receptive people are to what you're teaching and what you're showing them, uh, but then also the importance and just really we make it way more difficult than it really is. Um, talk about uh, a little bit, like for people listening, maybe they haven't gone on a trip or they've been hesitant to go on one. Uh, what would you say as far as like your key takeaways from you know what you took away from all of it, but then what you would say to someone who maybe hasn't gone? So I'm, I'm going to share this little story just because it it's just an eye opener to yeah. me. So right now in Costa Rica, it's the rain season. And so it's just every day it's like sunny in the morning, but in the afternoon it's just pouring rain. And it's like, when I mean pouring, it's like heavy rainfall. So we were there and like one morning a group of us was sharing to this house and like sharing to these people is, uh, it was two women and then they had like three kids in the house and they had dogs and stuff all in the house. And basically like their house is right on the river, like right beside the river. And, so this house was pretty much they they it all of the houses there it's not built like around here like it's just it's literally like siding off of right. like like a roof their their siding is just a uh, tin roof yeah. just all around the house and so we had shared with these people these people had accepted Christ earlier in the day and it was amazing and just seeing them light up but later that night we got a phone call that you know, the water had risen so much from the rainfall that the Red Cross was there having to evacuate Jeez. people out. And supposedly this this house that we were just in literally had been, half of it had been taken away by the river. Wow. And, like, they had lost their dog. They had lost, like, a lot of their stuff. And, you know, it was just an eye-opener for me when we went there the next day, like, because – you know, I would be devastated. Yeah. Like if we, if, if I lost everything in my home to something like that, it, it would just, it would devastate me. And I, I don't know if I could ever recover. And, you know, I, we went back into that church and, you know, those people were sitting there and they were eating their little breakfast and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, their kids had a smile on their face. Their, the mom, she just looked as strong as could be. And, you know, like oh. I'm like there in the moment and I'm like looking at their house where we were just at and I'm like, man, that's, that's devastating. Yeah. Like these people still like, you know, like they're still happy. Yeah. Like, and I, it, that's one of the biggest eye openers for me on the trip that just like, you know, like we, we have, we have a lot yeah. like compared to what other people yeah. have in other countries. And, you know, if you're like ever hesitant, like to go on a trip like this, like, like just kind of like think about like what you have and what other people don't, because honestly, like, we're very, we're very wealthy. Like in sure. my opinion, we're very yeah. wealthy in this country. Like I know there's poverty here, but compared to over there, it's just unbelievable. Yeah. Like the amount of poverty. What's the why behind going on a mission trip to you? Honestly, it's just, 
it's a it's a God thing. Just you know, I think I had been putting off a mission trip for a mm-hmm. long time just because of like nerves and just yeah. how I could do it. And like you know, I'd watch my dad go on a lot of them, and really, for me, it was just like I felt like I needed some type of purpose. Like after I finished school and stuff, mm-hmm. like I needed something like an eye opener, and really like. I, I couldn't think of any better way than yeah. going on a mission trip. And I saw this opportunity and I was like, man, I got to take this. So I raised the money and I was able to go. Yeah. I, I would encourage any of y'all, if you're second guessing or if you're anything, just just take the chance because yeah. you won't regret it. Because literally like my life since I've gotten back from the mission trip has been almost completely different. Yeah. Like I've just like, I've seen things in a different way and I've seen how other people live in this country. And I yeah. like really like i really like think about what i have every day because you know like my room and my house is bigger than some of the homes that right. nine people are living right, in yeah, yeah. and for me like i i can't i can't imagine nine people living in my room like and <laughs> yeah. I, i'm just one person so yeah. yeah i've never heard of someone that said i feel like god's telling me to go on this trip but i didn't raise enough money to go I've never heard someone say that. God will provide yeah, the money to always. go. And if you feel called to do it, like Walker just said, like, man, just say yes, go all in, raise the money, work hard for it, but you will you will have a perspective change in, a, in the most healthy way. Uh, and then not, not only that, like it's not just about coming back and feeling like you're a spoiled brat, which we kind of feel like that when we come back from it. It's about seeing the gospel shared and come to life in a different way place it's just it does something inside of you and so uh man thanks for sharing thanks for hanging out with us uh walker and i play disc golf together and he beats me badly um but we have a lot of fun but thanks for sharing today uh hey everybody thanks for listening to the refuge podcast we hope to catch you next time Thank you for listening to The Refuge Podcast. We pray that these 15 to 20 minutes have equipped and encouraged you to be a disciple and make disciples right where you are. We release a new podcast every Monday, so be sure to subscribe, rate, and review if you like this podcast. That would help us. Also, to see a clear picture of what is going on with The Refuge Retreat, follow us on Instagram at The Refuge Retreat NC. Our mission is to unify a generation of college students to be disciple-making followers of Jesus, and hopefully over there, you'll see just that. Thanks for following along, and we'll see you next week.